Hey everyone, welcome to The Art of Conversation with Artie Anglais. My name is Tara and I'm the host of the Artie Anglais podcast and I'm really happy, super happy to be bringing you the first episode of 2020 of The Art of Conversation with Artie Anglais. So if this is your first time listening, The Art of Conversation and The Artie Anglais podcast is a podcast for people who are learning English and who may have an interest in art and creativity. So at the end of last year, my last episode, we talked with Will Playden, who is an artist on the comic um, cul-de-sac. And I had had plans to make other episodes. However, as you may know, I was in Australia for six weeks and lots of things were happening. And even though I really wanted to make episodes of the podcast. I wanted to spend time with my family a little bit more. So this is the first episode for this year and I promise you there will be further episodes for the rest of the year. So today what I thought I might do in this Art of Conversation episode is talk about a few different things. So I'm going to talk a little bit about some of the things that I did in Australia and some of the things I did with my family. I'm also going to talk about some of the art things that I did and did myself as well. And I'm going to talk about what I did for Christmas. I did want to make an episode about Australia and Christmas in Australia. But as I said, I just found it so hard to find the time to sit down and record a podcast episode. I was really enjoying spending time with my nephew and I just did not want to give that up. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that, about Christmas in Australia, about going to Portugal for New Year's Eve. I'm also going to talk a little bit about my goals for the podcast this year and some of my personal learning goals, my French learning goals. And I'm also going to talk about some of the things that I have coming up in the next week. And then lastly, I want to talk a little bit about fundraising that I'm doing for the Australian bushfires because as you may already know there are huge bushfires having a huge impact on a lot of people and a lot of animals in Australia and the environment is suffering so I want to talk a little bit about some of the fundraising that I'm personally doing. So as you know I was in Australia for six weeks and like I just said you'll know that there have been some pretty big fires in Australia. My family lives in Melbourne, so they haven't been directly impacted by the fires. However, the air quality in Melbourne is really poor at the moment and it, it varies from day to day, so it can go up and down. So I can only imagine some of the other areas in eastern Victoria, in eastern New South Wales, in western Australia, in all the places that are impacted by the fires and and what it's you know what it's doing to the air quality but i do want to say one thing about the fires in australia and one thing that is happening is that a lot of people are cancelling their trips to australia and actually just tonight i'm going to be going to um, some friends house who who are planning a who had been planning a trip to go to australia and I'm going to talk about some of the places that they can go. Because the last thing that I would like 
is for people to cancel their trips to Australia because a lot there are still a lot of places in Australia that are beautiful and not impacted by the fires. Of course, you should still go and spare a thought for those people in those places. So anyway, I just wanted to say that it's still worth going to Australia. Sydney and Melbourne and Queensland and lots of other places in between Perth, um, Adelaide, all the places that you can go in Australia. And for an Australian living overseas, it's really hard and really devastating to hear about all the things that are happening back home and it's really sad and so that's why I want to talk a little bit about the fundraising that I'm doing as somebody who is away from home and feeling quite devastated. I think one day when I came back to France I was feeling really down about what's happening. It's very pensive and I was thinking a lot about what's happening and, and wanting to know what I could do to help. So. My time in Australia was very positive and I got to spend a lot of time with my family and also I wanted to do a few different art things. So some of the things that I did was I met an artist called Mike Macatron and he is a street artist and he also does prints and oil paintings or paintings on canvas. And so I went to one of his exhibitions and I was lucky enough to meet him and to buy one of his prints and it was great I got to meet with him and, and have a chat with him and talk about some of the things that he's been doing and as it turns out he can actually speak Portuguese which was great because when I went with my wife to meet him who is Portuguese they were able to have a little chat in Portuguese so that was kind of fun. Another artist that I met was Adnate. I didn't really meet him I just went and saw his exhibition and he uh, signed a book that I bought for Christmas so that was that was really cool um, I also went to the NGV which is the National Gallery in Victoria and saw an exhibition with Keith Haring and Jean-Michel Basquiat and that was an excellent exhibition of some of the work that um, Keith Haring and Jean-Michel had done both separately and some of the things that they had done together. And of course, both of them died really young. So you, it's a very short snippet of their, of their work, but very profound and a lot, and they worked very intensely for those years that they worked. So it was really interesting and fascinating exhibition to go and see. At the same time, they had the cause exhibition, but I didn't have the time to go and see it. But if you are in Melbourne, and you want to go and see an exhibition, I do highly recommend the Keith Haring and the Jean-Michel Basquiat exhibition. As well as that exhibition, there was also a mural which was painted in Collingwood, and that was a really great to go and see. And I actually was able to get my brother-in-law, who is a photographer, to come with me the night before we left Melbourne to come and take photos in at night time of this mural and they're really excellent photos so of course I did a lot of street art hunting when I was in Melbourne Melbourne is one of those places for me that will always be about finding new street art and and the culture that is associated with that and it was 
it was a really nice way for me to walk around the streets of the city and to discover new pieces of art and of course to go outside of different places not just in the main areas of Melbourne so some of the um, of the suburbs particularly around Brunswick I found some really interesting pieces some of the things I personally did too when I was in Australia was I did a lot of drawing myself so I made some Australian Christmas cards and did some animal drawings for the Ligon Street Nursery which is a place that I do some work for occasionally as a freelancer so that was a nice way to stay in touch with home and do some things over there. I did a lot of other art things I sort of saw some smaller exhibitions um, in Ringwood around near where my parents live there was an exhibition at the library I like to go and see some of the the more local artists as well so that was uh, excellent so I'll put a, a link to all of these different exhibitions that I saw into today's show notes and the next thing I did in Australia was I had Christmas in Australia which was really interesting and really different because for me, in the lead up to Christmas, it didn't really feel like Christmas because it was hot, which was really strange to me because I haven't spent many years overseas at Christmas time. I think I've been overseas when it's been cold at Christmas three times. And this particular year just did not feel like Christmas to me. It was because it was hot and there was no Christmas markets and I wasn't wearing a big jacket and things like that. So it was really interesting to see the other way around after going back home. But I celebrated Christmas twice this year, once with my dad's family and then second time with my mum's family on Christmas Day. So the first time we spent Christmas was on the 22nd of December and we had a big meal around a really big table so I think there would have been about 25 people at Christmas and my grandparents were there my cousins my aunties and uncles uh, my family so my nephew as well and we had uh, a pork roast and we had salads and then we had a we had crackling actually which is something that I haven't had for a while which was really nice. And then for dessert, we had Christmas pudding, which is not my favorite, but it's a tradition in my dad's family to have Christmas pudding. So that was really nice. We One thing that we missed out on this year, which we have every year normally, is we have the crack, Christmas crackers. And Christmas crackers are, they're like a bonbon or a thing where you somebody takes one side and then another person takes the other side and then you pull them and when you pull them a little toy comes out of the the Christmas cracker and then a hat as well but this year we didn't do the Christmas crackers so we didn't get to wear our silly hats because normally we do the Christmas crackers we all take a photo wearing our silly hats so I missed out on doing that this year but maybe next year I'll have to start that with um, with my family in Portugal so we did that and we also had a big leg of Christmas ham when I'd been to the supermarket the day before I saw a big sale for all the Christmas hams 
So we Australians love eating Christmas hams. It's a big leg of ham and you cut it into slices. Usually you eat it cold. Um, and that's one of the biggest staples on the, the Christmas dinner table. Um, what else did we have? The other thing that I, I bought for Christmas Day was some prawns because I wanted my wife to have a typical shrimp on the barbie or a prawn on the barbecue. Um, and when I went to the supermarket the day before, I think the line for the prawns was about 50 metres long. So it just goes to show that this tradition is very popular in Australia to have prawns on Christmas Day. So sometimes you just have them cold or sometimes you can cook them on the barbecue. And the other thing that was really, uh, the line that was really long was at the butcher, um, there were, the line for the sausages was really long. Yeah, I think it was about the same, 50 metres long. So also another tradition is in Australia is to have a snag on the barbecue or a sausage. So a snag is a sausage. Um, and that is what we did on Christmas Day, on the second day. So after I spent the day with my dad's family on the 22nd, which was the Sunday, we ate lots of food. Um, I bought some Portuguese and some French wine. We drank lots of um, wine. Um, on, the, on Christmas Day, we spent the day at my auntie's house and it was really, really hot. It was about 32 degrees. But where we were, um, we were sitting underneath a veranda and it was really hot sitting under the veranda. And we thought, my wife and I thought it would be a good idea because we were in Australia and it was hot to get Christmas t-shirts. But we didn't have this idea until Christmas Eve at about five o'clock and the shops were closing at six. So we decided to go up to the shops at 5.30 just before they're about to close, which was actually the best time to go because no one is there. Everyone has finished their shopping for the year, finished what they're doing, and they are at home on Christmas Eve with their families. But we decided to go and get some Christmas T-shirts. So I got a Christmas T-shirt with a Star Wars on the front, and my wife got one with... Um, one about something being a rapper. So it was a picture of Santa Claus and he was a bad rapper or something like that, which was a bit of a play on words. <coughs> so Christmas Day came along and we went to my auntie's house. It was 32 degrees and we had a slightly different meal with my auntie's family, with my mum's family. We had a barbecue on Christmas Day. So we had sausages and snags on the barbecue, we had shrimp on the barbie, we had salads and we had lots of desserts. And traditionally in my mum's family everyone makes a dessert and you take the dessert. Everyone brings their own meat which is a very, I find, is a very Australian tradition. Everyone brings their own meat, you cook your own meat and you eat your own meat which is kind of interesting to a lot of people especially when um, they come to Australia and they're trying to figure out how the, the etiquette works at a barbecue. Um, 
and we had everyone yes yeah, so everyone brought a dessert everyone brings a salad and everyone brings their own meat and we all sit around the table and eat our Christmas lunch and it was really hot and then after we did that we had um, some water pistols and my nephew had a new bubble machine so we were playing with a bubble machine in the sun and squirting each other with the water pistols because it was so hot. Um, for me Christmas being hot is really really nice it's really nice to be outside in the sun um, and to be spending time warm but as I said it was just so different this year because it wasn't cold. Um, when we were younger we used to play cricket in the backyard particularly with my dad's family because there's a lot of boys in the family so we used to play cricket um, or do things like put the sprinkler on and run through the sprinkler so the sprinkler and playing cricket are some of my fond memories of Christmas and of course there were times when we went to the beach and we spent times at the beach for Christmas my grandparents used to have a house uh, on Phillip Island and we would go down for Christmas and spend the day at the house and then walk to the beach in the afternoon but unfortunately we didn't get to do that this year but that week we had been to the Brighton beach boxes and spent the day on the on the beach which was nice and it was really hot it get it did get very hot in Australia while I was there I think the hottest it got to was 43 degrees and at this time I was staying in Collingwood in the city and it was a nightmare trying to walk around the streets and Oh, I had to go we had to go inside at about one o'clock in the afternoon because it was becoming a bit unbearable anyway I spent some really nice time with my family over the over the six weeks that I was there and I'll definitely miss them being back in France but I'm looking forward to having a settling down in France and and getting to work with a, a few of my projects this year and so once we left Australia we went to Portugal um, and we flew from Melbourne to Dubai or Abu Dhabi actually we flew from Melbourne to Abu Dhabi Abu Dhabi to Paris and we stopped in Paris we didn't go home to Montpellier or anything we stayed in Paris and then we flew to Lisbon so by the time we got to Lisbon I was ready for bed but I tried to stay awake and I think I made it till about seven o'clock just after dinner and so we go to Portugal um, most years because my wife is Portuguese and so we went to Lisbon to see her family and we spent a few days in and around Lisbon so we went to Ginchal which is right near Lisbon and it's right near the beach so we spent a really nice day there uh, we went into Lisbon and walked around Alfama which is something that we like to do when we when we normally go and of course we ate lots of pastel de nata so that was good F funnily enough on New Year's Eve it was very very low-key we didn't do much so low-key just means I didn't do much um, I think I was asleep from nine o'clock until about 11:55, and then I woke up it was New Year's and then I went back to sleep I was really jet-lagged so it was really hard um, but we had spent the days doing things in and around Lisbon so we wanted to just have a quiet evening 
on New Year's Eve. And so after that happened, we went, came back to France and we spent a week in Montpellier. And after a week, something interesting happened. And this is why I've been, it's been really hard to be able to do anything and to be able to um, record any podcasts. So on the Monday evening last week, um, um, on the Monday last week, um, we returned home from choir practice and went to bed and all of a sudden I could smell smoke. So somebody had lit our fire, um, our building on fire. So we had to, everyone had to evacuate the building and get out. And it was very scary and it was really scary because of what had just been happening in Australia and everything that I had seen happening in Australia. So we all evacuated the building. Thankfully, everyone was okay. Uh, All the cars in the garage were lit on fire and burnt and they're all wrecked and can't be used. Um, And a lot of the apartments, a lot of the lower apartments in the building had a lot of um, soot and and smoke in the apartments and one of um, all of the pipes, all of the wires, all of the things, all of the services have been damaged in a lot of the apartments, including ours. So for the, for the last week, we had to stay in a hotel. We didn't have any electricity at one point. We didn't have any water at one point. We didn't have, well, at the moment I have no internet because all of the, <clears throat> the all of the, the wires are damaged, all the pipes were melted all the way up to our apartment. So it's been a big week of going in and out and, and being a little bit um, a little bit traumatised actually. It's been hard to go to sleep and to um, feel settled in the house. But hopefully <clears throat> things will start to look up for the rest of the week. And I hope that the police find the people that... Um, deliberately lit the fire as well so thankfully everyone's okay and we're moving on so I would think I want to talk a little bit <clears throat> excuse me about my goals for this year with the Arte Anglais podcast um, and some of the things that I want to do so I want to do the podcast once a month and rather than trying to do it too often and and making them good making making sure I have the transcripts and the and the content is really good otherwise it takes a long time to try and and put the podcast together Um, if I'm doing it in such a short space of time then it makes it really hard so I'm going to keep doing art of conversation episodes but I'm going to do them when I can on a on a Sunday and I'm also going to do my normal long podcast one time per month So as I was saying last year, my next one will be Women in Art. And this one is pretty much written. I just need the time to sit down and record it. Um, I'm also doing one on Keith Haring and then another one on technology and art. So these are some of the episodes that will be coming out this year. Um, And so that's what I want to keep doing and then updating the Instagram page. I don't want to make it a big 
something that's too stressful for me to do but something that is that I'm passionate about and I want to maintain that passion for art and for teaching English. Um, with my own French learning too I have a few goals. I want to keep on doing what I'm doing. It was really hard to stay motivated when I was in Australia to keep learning the language. So I can understand how hard it must be when you live in a country that doesn't speak the language you're trying to learn. It's very difficult. Um, but with my French learning this year, I want to try and do a lot more incidental learning. And of course, using the resources that I have here. So keeping on going to choir practice, keeping on talking as much as I can. And it is really hard sometimes to speak. I get really afraid to speak because sometimes I don't know what I need to say. Sometimes I don't have the vocabulary for what I need to say. But I'm just going to keep on practicing. So I want to watch more movies and TV series in French. And I'm going to try cooking more with some French cookbooks. Not necessarily French food, but some cookbooks that... Um, I have here at the house that are in French I'm going to try and cook more for those books because you, you learn a little bit of, of the language from them and the context. Um, this week also um, and one of the things I'm going to do more with my students is I'm going to take uh, one of my students on a treasure hunt to the Musée Fabre in Montpellier and we're going to talk about some of the artworks and we're going to do a treasure hunt to find certain things, certain vocabulary, ugh, certain vocabulary that she's already learnt. So things like um, a boy and a girl, apples, fruit, um, vegetables, lots of different things that we have already learnt. We're going to see if we can find them. Um, and that's pretty much it about what I wanted to talk about today. Um, my next podcast I'm going to release when I can, when I get the time and when everything's settled here. So hopefully in the next week or two, I'll let you know. And then lastly, I just wanted to talk about my fundraising for the bushfires. So um, you may or may not know, I have an Instagram account for my personal artwork, which is Tussock Studio. Um, and I did post a repost on the Instagram page. And what I'm doing is I'm auctioning off an original painting of a koala in watercolor. And then I'm also giving away five prints to the first five people to donate to the charity of their choice over $100. So if you're interested in a print, you can contact me on either Arte Anglais or Tussock Studio. Tell me you're interested. And then all you have to do is donate $100 to a charity of your choice for the Australian bushfires and then let me know and then I will send you a print. So if you need ideas about where to send your money for the Australian bushfires, I can give you a whole list of different organisations. There's lots of big organisations and there's lots of independent small organisations who also need uh, fundraising. So I've got some ideas for you if you need them. Anyway, I'm really looking forward to um, sharing with you some podcasts this year. I hope you have a really good year. I hope you're, you're staying motivated with your English learning and your creativity. Um, please feel free to send me a message at any time. Uh, say hello. Tell me you're listening to the podcast. And 
you'll hear from me really soon, guys. I hope you have a great day. Bye.